0: Right. good morning everybody. Welcome to the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. I am your teacher of the mysteries, preacher of the heart, Marty Leeds. As you know, we do service every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's what we do. Well, I want to thank everybody who uh, shows up every Sunday and does pay attention and actually gives their time and attention and support and everything like that. We really appreciate it. We really do. We love doing what we do, and um, so it's and we can't do it without you guys. So uh, thank you all for being here today. Yes, I do still have some mess messed up uh, eye here. I, st- I have some uh, poison ivy still from the last time, so I got some on my arm as well. So no, your your Gnostic minister is not all cracked out or anything. If I start scratching my arm, it's not because I'm you know coming down from meth. It's because I'm I've been poison ivied, but that's all right. We're going to get through it anyway. So, um, so today, we're going to talk about this baby here, right? We're going to talk about the sound of freedom. The actual sound of freedom is what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, let's do a prayer. This is a really good one. This is called Prayer to Live God's Loving Plan. Lord, from all eternity, you know me. Choose me. Love me. Call me. Every day you invite me to live a full life of joy, love, and meaning. You call me to become more truly myself and more of you. You who love me through and through and know every stirring of my heart have gifted me with a unique vocation where the world's deepest needs meet my deepest joy. Grant me the openness to hear your call, the faith to trust your love, the courage to choose you, Master, as you have chosen me and a generous heart that falls ever more deeply in love with you. Mary, God's mother and mine, you joyfully and fully respond responded to God's call. Help me to respond to God's plan for me with all of my being, just as you did. Hail Mary. Oh, man, that's a pretty good one, huh? Pretty good one. I like that. So, as I said, we're going to talk about The Sound of Freedom today. We're going to talk about the actual Sound of Freedom. And, of course, this was this was sort of spurred or, um, you know, the impetus or catalyst behind this whole thing was, of course, this movie that's out recently called The Sound of Freedom, which I haven't watched. I really, we really don't watch movies anymore. We don't really... Pay as as I'll talk to about today. We really don't pay attention to any of this stuff, and I'll tell you why today. Actually, okay, because as we'll find out, that most of this stuff that's presented in your world is a total distraction. Now there's some. Now this has been covered everywhere. There's some people that have gotten you know like this is you see on Russell Brand, and you know we'll we'll cover it. He's been on Jordan Peterson. You know some of the people. Uh, in this movie and this movie was presented literally everywhere and so the first thing I saw was like here what's this next slide here it's like uh, you're, you know you saw this movie everywhere now I had no idea about this movie I had no idea about any anything right I was just on YouTube one day and next thing I know I see Jesus Christ or Jim Kaviesel. it's really hard to tell these days Jim Kaviesel, and he was in some like mega church and he was talking about child trafficking right and it was presented to me and I just clicked on it I was like oh interesting right and I was like oh that's kind of cool right he's like and then immediately not not literally like 5 seconds right after I clicked on this thing there's a, there's just a barrage of list of, of, of you know Tim Ballard or whatever this guy is and Jim Caviezel Jesus Christ and they're all over. They're on CBN News and the Daily Signal and freaking Tony Robbins and Fox News and all this other shit, right? So all of a sudden I'm like, it's like, okay, so and, and they keep saying, it's like, oh, this movie's centered and Hollywood doesn't want you to see it anymore, but it's blasted everywhere. And so I was like, did you see the centered movie that uh, is being promoted everywhere? You could, you can't go anywhere and not see this, okay? And so, you know, immediately as, as Flat Earthers, this might be a little bit cynical or anything like that, but immediately I'm just like, what the, what the fuck are these chumps talking about, okay? Are you really gonna you know because the the premise of this movie is like oh this guy and he changed he became this guy that saved children and down in Colombia, you know because you know there's these places in earth where they're trafficking children right all this other stuff and it's like you know for us it's like hey jim and tim all the all the children of god are being trafficked right now that's that's what's actually going on you want to actually talk about some hot button issues you want to talk about some problems in our world hey jim and tim and everybody that's watching that movie, did you know that all the children of God are being trafficked right now? What do I mean by that? They're mean means our actual home is being stolen from us. We're being stolen from our homes. Do you get what I'm saying? okay so and what we're going to see is that most of the things that are presented to you in this world are actually trying to keep you off of the actual hot button topics the things that actually need to be discussed the people that are completely uncensored and just going straight for the truth they're going to do everything in their and you know the elite that should not be or whatever they're going to do everything in their power to present you things to make sure you don't go to that fundamental truth to distract you to drag you this way and they're going to present all sorts of characters and all sorts of people to do this now what we're going to try to do today is actually learn some discernment and I'm going to try to give you this is going to be a it's going to have to be a several part series by the way but I'm going to give you some things but you know basic things of discernment questions you can ask when think when you're presented with something to be like hey should I give this my ear it's basically what we're going to do today right and so what you'll see is that most people will dance dance around this subject yet it's one of the things that most that needs to be talk- talked about the most you know it's like oh they're lying they're all all of them are lying to us about where we live Okay. I have heart for the children that are being trafficked in Colombia. Don't get me freaking wrong. Don't get me wrong. I made the Pizzagate documentary, so I'm all about that shit. But, you know, there's bigger things that should be discussed. And what you're going to be presented with in Hollywood and media and the news ain't going to go there. Okay. And that's what we're going to learn today. Jennifer found this, and she posted it on her Instagram, and it took her, I don't know, probably like five minutes to find this. Tim Ballard, the guy that's the the founder of the Operation Underground Railroad, or O-U-R. It's our. Did you know our isn't like, it's our. It's our thing. It's humanity's thing. Do you know what our, that comes from Horace, our, just so you know. It's all reference to the sun. So anyway, took her about 5-10 minutes to find this. Tim Ballard, founder of Operation Underground Railroad, says that microchipping your children is the best way to protect them from human trafficking. What do you think about that? Do you think it's cool? Should we put chips in your, in your uh, children? so now there's some people that have been hip to this that have done like all the backstory and find out where the money is and you know all the, all the issues with this movie we're not going to really go over that today I'm just going to use this sort of as like a jumping off point like I said a catalyst to talk about a lot of other stuff the actual sound of freedom and we're going to learn what that is today and this is of course Doug and Stacy um, going off grid with Doug and Stacy you like Doug and Stacy? if you guys are not subscribed to Doug and Stacy they're really great he's a little kooky but great dude um, they totally called this out you know one of the things that they called Called out was the fact that it's being distributed this film being distributed by Carlos Slim Carlos Slim once again if you you know if you've done any sort of digging in the peripheries and, the, and what we'll understand is the hidden today the occult if you will but uh, you go into the sort of peripheries and actually hear about the, this guy Carlos Slim is a known fucking drug runner he's a known child trafficker he's a known um, arms dealer I mean it's it's like this guy is steeped in disgustingness right and his name is Carlos Slim that to me is enough Carlos Slim, just the name, sounds like he's a a character in a Brian De Palma film, doesn't he? Like Carlos Slim sold Al Pacino like 30 kilos of of cocaine in in one of the Brian De Palma Palma films. So anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about that. But what we're going to talk about today is the actual sound of freedom. That's what we're going to talk about today. And what do you think the actual sound of freedom is? Well, we're going to relate that to what? The Word. The Word of God. The Logos. That's the sound of freedom. This is the thing that all of these characters and all of these movies and all this media and all the politics, all of these things are complete distractions in your world, keeping you from understanding something foundational. and And that's that God reverberates through all things. Truth. Truth reverberates through all things. So the logos, the word is what we're going to learn today as the actual sound of freedom. And we're going to learn this through fractals. And this, and this is one of the things that we're going to use, is that when, when you go, and, and this is what I've learned over the years, this is, I'm telling you this from personal experience. I've spent all this time out in, the, out in the branches, up in the weeds there, if you will, right? And what you need to do is not spend your time out there, is go to the core, go to that source, go to the seed. And when you'll see, what you'll find is when you, when you realize that what that seed is, the logos, it's the word, and that's what actually what you know, the truth that reverberates through all things, if you place that, First and foremost in your life, it's going to be a lot easier to help you navigate through the bullshit because you're going to be able to ask fundamental questions that will immediately be like, hey, should I give this person my ear? Oh, well, they failed this question, this question, and this question. That tells me, fuck no. You turn your ear off to them and you turn your ear to the word of God, okay? And so that's what we're going to understand today is like you need to put that thing first and foremost and then you'll recognize just fractally that if you have this thing here, you'll see it in here and in here and here and here and here, here, and it'll be a lot easier for you to understand the agendas that they're that they're going for, that they're you know that they're engaged in. They. What is the logos? As we know, the logos is the word. It's called the word. It's the reason. It's the plan in Greek philosophy and theology. It's the divine reason implicit in the cosmos. It's the divine reason implicit in the cosmos, ordering it and giving it form and meaning. This is what the word is. Of course, we know Jesus Christ as the word and, you know, in the beginning was the word and all that sort of thing. Um, This is the thing that we need to align with in our world because this is actually what's going on. The rest of you, most of what you're presented is complete distractions from getting you to understand these things. Basically, it's getting, they're distracting you from understanding our own divinity. This comes from William Blake. Hear the voice of the bard who present, past, and future sees whose ears have heard the holy word that walked among the ancient trees, trees, calling the lapsed soul and weeping in the evening dew that might control the starry pole and fallen, fallen light anew. Christ is with us all the time. This is, hear the voice of the bard whose ears have heard the holy word who past, present and future sees. This is the Trinity. As we, come, as we come to know, it's it's insane that most Christians don't understand such a fundamental. It's, it just is what it is. But the Trinity actually tells us that Christ is with us all the time, that that word, that logos is with us all the time, that the power, the sound and light, as we'll understand of Christ, is with us all the time. And this, when we align with this and understand it and embody this in our lives, this is what actually gives us our freedom. And as far as I can tell, this is what cultures in the past have come, you know, when there's been uh, uh, renaissances and rebirths and things like that, this is the knowledge system that they came back to, that they're like, oh, God, first and foremost. And you start there, and all of this other bullshit starts to flitter-flutter away, and it's a relief, because you don't spend your time focused on a bunch of nonsense that's going to lead you nowhere. The word is expressed, of course, in Genesis, right? In in John 1, 1, of course, and God's, you know, beginning was the word and words with God. We all know this. Let there be light, okay? This is God saying, let there be light. That means he opened his mouth and he spoke a word and that word was with light. That emanative force, that emanation of sound and light is that which reverberates and creates the whole thing, okay? This is not, let me repeat, this is not just some nice philosophy or some good religious lingo or some shit. This is a holy science. This is actually pointing to you, to, to, as, as, as we're going to see, things that are verifiable, repeatable, and, and are in, within the hands of man. Only within the, in the human realm can we understand these things because they're mathematical and, and that sort of thing. So, by the way, I'm just going to mention this. Let there be light. Those four words. And God said, let there be light. Those four words. They with the vowels and the consonants. I'm not going to show it here. You could do the math yourself. They encode the basic whole number approximates of the squared circle of the triangle of the squared circle. It's it's an ancient mathematical mystical art in which you're trying to, fi- as we know, trying to find the you know the ratio or the relationship between the circle and the square. There's a there's a there's you know specific math to that. That math is encoded in those four words. End of story. So when I say that there's a science behind this shit. There absolutely is. The people that are giving us things to distract us in the world are doing everything in their power to make sure that us little peons, us little goyim, we don't understand that science. Well, that's what this church is all about, is putting that science back in your hands. And I, I mean that very literally. What is the word? What is the word? When we understand that God said, he opened his mouth and he spoke that light, this is a word, Right? What is the word right okay well okay so number one we know that words that you need sound okay well duh so god's speaking things there's sound there which means there's vibration there's frequency i don't think i need to quote tesla here or some of the greatest minds of you know in the last whatever hundred years walter russell to let you to for you guys to completely understand that this world is absolutely made with you know in, in vibration frequency that it's a fundamental to this world we also know that sound actually creates, this is a, I mean, this video has been seen by like 28 million people or some shit on YouTube, but it's uh, what is Bruss Pup there? But this is somatic. So many people know this, but it's, you know, it's a sound plate and you put salt or sand on it and you, you know, turn it to, you tune it to different hertz and what do you get? You get complex geometrical forms that they're, that they're symmetrical. That's obviously not chaos. It goes chaos and it goes right to this form and it's inherent in it. It's not, you know, who's deciding that form? God. You you, you know, so when we talk about the word, right, the sound, like literally, right, in this this sense of that sound and vibration and frequency is actually what, which actually makes complex forms, okay? The sound, the word is also what light, because as we know, Jesus is the light, right? What is light? It is the visible world. It is the visible world. So when we talk about materiality in this sort of sense, the material realm in, in, is you know created by the sound, sound frequency, vibration, that sort of stuff, creating complex beings and then we're allowed to see that through light. Now when we talk about the, this is important, this is important, this is what I mean when it's a verifiable science, okay? Listen up. Okay, when we talk about that a light spectrum or sound, vibrations, frequencies, that sort of thing, sine waves, how the hell do you map that stuff? how do you map it how do you how do you how do you understand it you understand it with math and there's no question about it there's no question about it okay so where does that so you know then you say okay well what is what what did the ancients say that the the word and the correlate to the in the in the mathematical language was the word it's pi it's pi how do we know this how do we know this number 1 if you followed along on this channel we've given you endless amounts of you know, information to make that correlation to understand. Hey, the word this 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 is not some just religious idea. It is a fo- is a foundational science behind our creation that man can come to understand and to it line with. Okay, that that number given to the word is pi. Well, that means if it's pi, there's you know we know the number. There means we understand the geometry of the word. Okay, how do we know this to be true? The Hebrew word for mouth is pi. pe. So when God said, oh, opened his mouth, what's the first thing that came out? According to Marty Leeds, according to his, his crazy theories, they're not theories, by the way. According to that, what is it? It's pie. I'm, I'm not saying anything original. Nothing. <laughs> I'm humbling myself to try to understand God's order, his Logos. That sound, this sound that creates everything, what do you think the Pythagoreans understood that as? How do you you think the Pythagoreans understood that truth that reverberates through all things? It's called the harmony of the spheres. Right. This is this gets into Orpheus and the harps, harping with their harps. We'll cover that. Right. That's a revelation next slide here. Right. This is Orpheus playing his harps. His harp in in the eternal realms, in the metaphysical realms. He had his head cut off and he's singing out, and everything is moving to this sound. What is that? That is not just some mystical idea. It's not just something that's stuck in mythology. These religions were trying to pass forward to mankind a science to help us understand our own divinity. The sound of freedom. What you're presented in this world are distraction after fucking distraction to make sure you don't understand that God reverberates through all things. Revelation 14:2, And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. That's the word. That's that sound and light that reverberates through all things and centers itself within you. Okay music does a um, music in general sound is 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 intoxicating it's it's psychedelic it can take you for a ride i i have i mean i have i would i would say this that and i know people i know lots of people that have had this that have had like you know whether it's on psychedelics or whatever but but you know have had a moment where they're listening to music where they're lost in the sound and stuff like that and have had an absolutely religious experience like next level take me out of this world like what the fuck kind of experience you know and that is akin to, ver- that, that experience is very much akin, well, it's not akin to, I don't know, that's a wrong word. It reflects, I should say, that, that sound that creates everything. Now, it's, it's a terrible imitation. It's a feeble imitation, right? And it's not the thing in and of itself. But what people do is they'll end up getting you know lost in music and things like that, or like they'll you know you know they'll travel with the Grateful Dead for years and like that, trying to chase that thing, that amazing experience, whatever, and they'll have it again and thing like that. Most of them will end up empty though, because once again, what they're actually replacing with the actual truth and understanding who you are and finding out all you know how close we are to God, that's not being. You know, that's not happening at the Grateful Dead concert, right? It's, a, it's a, a, a feeble imitation of that. The point I'm making, though, is music is unbelievably powerful. It's unbelievably power. It can reverberate right through you, right? You can feel music, okay? It's a, an unbelievably powerful medium. And basically, what these ancient p- people were saying is that that music, that sound is, re- is going throughout the whole creation. It's actually forming us it's giving form to the thing this is what logo says okay now beyond that once again they're saying yeah there's math to that too and there is okay um and so we understand that you know Jesus is the word In the beginning was this sound the sound of light of course we know what the archaic definition of light is it means divine truth Okay, And the point is, is this, is, and, and I'm going to keep repeating this, is that the, everything they, most of the things that you presented in the world, even the modern day interpretations of religion, whether they know it or not, are doing everything in their power to actually keep you from this fundamental knowledge. And this fundamental knowledge is what actually frees us. It, imp, it actually imprisons us with the, if you will, imprison is probably the wrong word, but it actually puts us in the chains and shackles of, of the totality of love. That's what it does. So, what is the word? As we've talked about many times, this is not some Christian thing. No, I mean, yeah, it is, but it's all over the world. Of course it is, because it's the sound that reverberates, that creates everything. It's the light that we that allows us to see the visible world. The word is understood around the world in some of the greatest traditions. There's no question about it. Okay, the Egyptian Book of the Dead says, I am the eternal, I am Ra. What is Ra? He's the Sun God. What is Jesus Christ? He's the Sun God. I am that which created the Word, I am the Word. What is the Aum in Hinduism? We've talked about this. You know, in the beginning was Brahman, who whom was the Word? And the Word was truly the supreme Brahman. Brahman is the you know, the cosmic God. Um, hermeticism, theory on out of light, a holy word, logos, descended on that nature um this is from the chalam balam this is the mayan trans uh mayan um like a creation story kind of thing when there was neither heaven nor earth sounded the first word of the one it unloosed god's self from stone like silence and it declared its divinity and all the vastness of eternity shuddered. when odin became enlightened he he sought a word there's no question about it what is the word it's once again. This is not just some nice idea that's stuck in you know mythology and some religions and shit. No, not at all. The word actually tells us directly about you know ourselves. Um, I'm not going to go into this too much because I want to. I want to move on to some of the things we're talking about. But um, this word is the thing that actually gives us freedom. This this is the once again the actual sound of freedom. Not this shit. Not th- not this nonsense. Okay? This nonsense. Even uh, but he's but just saving the children. And we'll talk about that. <laughs> and a voice, says, uh, this, this 19, Revelation 19. This is all stuff we covered before. But, uh, and a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thundering saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. The Lord God, by the way. The Lord and God, together, connected. uh, This is is John 8, I want to say. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus, in his own words, is saying, like, look, if you want true freedom in this world, psychologically, spiritually, all of that, right? You can, you're you're going to have to tether yourself. You're going to have to align yourself with that greater truth, and that greater truth is the word. Okay? And there's no question about it. This Frank C. Higgins. Um, the tradition of a word of omnific power in which is concentrated a store of force at once dynamic and intelligence so terrific in its intensity that he who knows and understandingly utters it may wield an absolutely divine sway over the powers of the elements is one of the oldest legends of the human race. The Word is one of the oldest legends of the human race. Why? Because it's something that's intrinsic with the creation, and if you're dedicated to God, you can find it. This, the word, when we talk about this word, aligning with the word, aligning with the logos, aligning with the way, the truth and the life, because that's what it's all about. This is what actually gives us our freedom. This is what allows us to empower ourselves individually and collectively to say no to the devil, to say no to the tyrants, to say no to the despots, because then we know who, what's, what's who we are, where we come from, what what we're actually doing here, what the purpose of earth is, and we also know the most important thing, that God's in control of the whole thing. What you have with our modern day world is all these other, you know, whatever, institutions, organizations, WEF, state, county, U.S. corp, the police, they're all trying to claim jurisdiction over you. Paul gave us that, that dispensation. Paul came down and was like, oh, I got this dispensation. I heard that word. I heard it. And you know what he told me ah the truth and that's what sets him free and that's what sets us free. If we don't understand that God owns everything, created everything, owns everything, owns your body, everything came from him and will return to him, he his laws are total and and complete. It's completely dependent upon your moralities and your ethics and how you actually interact here with you know when we understand that individually and collectively, then that shit becomes this. And this is who the people of behind the sound of freedom and all these other distractions, as we'll go over today in our world, are trying to get you to stay far away from. They're gonna dangle anything they possibly can, you know, give you hypnotize you any way they can to make you make sure that you don't understand that. This is one of the reasons why they lie to us about the flat earth. Because they don't want to, un- they don't want people to understand how sacred we are, how divine we are, that God is absolutely real, put us in the center of the whole thing, and that we are made in His image. It's not people like, oh, they're hiding lands. Well, maybe they are. I'm sure there's a lot there's lands that are hidden. Don't get me wrong. It's because there's giants up north. Maybe, yeah, sure, sure, maybe. But you know what? I do know that they're hiding our divinity, our sacredness. And we're going to hear that right from the word of from the word. <laughs> Let's do that, okay? So this is um, this is what we read from Emerson. He said, "Know thyself." This is that um, I don't know what the name of the poem is, but it's basically know thyself. Um, uh, give up to thy soul. Give give yourself up to the that power that's within you. Through uh, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It's that sort of thing. You're giving yourself up. You're you're, you know, it's like you're you're allowing yourself to be in the hands of something that's mightier, that's grander, that's more intelligent, that's divine and saying, I'm going to give myself up to that. I'm going to surrender to that. Give up to thy soul, let it have its way. It is I tell thee, God himself. The selfsame one that rules the whole, though he speaks through thee with a stifled voice and looks through thee shorn of his beams, but if thou listen to his voice, if thou obey the royal thought, it will grow clearer to thine eye, more glorious to thine eye, or gl- to thine ear, more glorious to thine eye, excuse me. The clouds will burst that veil him now and thou shall see the Lord. The, distra- the distractors of the world, are they want to give you offers and contracts and media and some movies and whatever it is to make sure that you don't burst that veil. So we're going to talk today a little bit about discernment because what's happening right now is that people are eating up Andrew Tate and Candace Owens and Jordan Peterson and Sound Freedom and R- R- Ron DeSantis and MAGA. And all, they're eating this, all this shit up and they're showing that they have n- they're, they're not using any bit of discernment whatsoever. And I know I might offend some people here. I'm certainly going to offend some people with what's coming up. <laughs> That just is what it is. Just wait. Um, so discernment. So the, the, it's the quality of being able to, to grasp and comprehend something that's obscure. It's basically the ability to judge well, okay? Well, what we see in our world especially, and, you know, it's it's getting better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like harp or anything like that, but it's getting better. But what we are seeing is that there's many people in the truth community that are just lacking total discernment. And we really need to learn to uh get some, if you will. So what and once again, this is uh this is a shellacked version. This is like when when we talk about I want to talk about you know developing some discernment here, this is a primer coat. That's all this shit is right here. This is a very deep study because there's lots of things that this entails, but this will, this will get us started anyway. When you, when you, when you're presented something in this world, whatever it is, a religion, an idea, a media, a theory, freaking whatever it is, watch this movie, whatever it is. The first thing you have to do is you have to ask questions. You have to be diligent about those questions. The first thing you have to ask is why am I seeing this? Why am I seeing this? This is the first thing I asked when this was presented to me. Why am I seeing this everywhere? You know, and that's why it took me not three minutes after seeing that one video to be like, oh, there's an agenda here. Clearly, it's being plastered everywhere. Where does it come from? Well, we saw where this, you know, if once again, you do a little digging, you'll see what's behind that. We don't need to uncover that here. There's plenty of videos. Go to BitChute, whatever. Is it being advertised to me? Ask these questions. Is it being, why am I seeing this? Is this being advertised? You totally see this. Did I have to dig to find this? This is going to be an important one. This is going to, this is going to be a really important one. Did I have to do any digging? Did it did I have to, you know, did any sweat fall from my brow in order to understand this or see this or anything like that? Knowing how everything is censored today, too. Okay? Knowing that, right? Um, have I checked its validity? Are there unverifiable claims being made? Do I even understand the subject matter well enough to debunk this or even, you know, investigate it? Are attacks or praise being made? This happens all the time. Okay. Uh, um, let's see. Um, well, what's what's the best way to... Oh, uh, Freemasonry. <laughs> there's, there's a, you know, uh, Exhibit A, Freemasonry. Are attacks or praise being made enthusiastically with no substance? That's pretty much that's pretty much pretty much everybody in the truth or community in Freemasonry. Did you actually go in and research any of it? No, no, you didn't. But you're going to enthusiastically attack it for a bunch of shit you don't know. That's zero discernment. It happens all the time. Is our and this this is something. This next one is music, flashy edits, or other such tactics being used to persuade or influence me emotionally. This is the first thing you should ask. Is this trying to get to my emotions? OK, if you watch any of the documentaries that I've made, I do put music in the documentaries like a, you know, intro music or an outro music or if there's like a montage or something like that, I'll put a, you know, some background music or something like that. But I never, ever use music to persuade somebody emotionally. Like if somebody sends me a documentary like you need to watch this, dude, and I turn it on and throughout the thing, the first 15 minutes, it's all like this dark, ominous music. I turn that shit off. Because I have discernment. I'm like, you're trying to get me into some emotional state. Just give me the information and I can figure it out. If it's true, I'll figure it out. Does it sound too good to be true? Where does the funding come from? Follow the money. That's a big one, right? Is information being presented that is already known but is being repackaged for resale? How about the sound of freedom? This is a big one. We'll cover another one today too, right? The sound of freedom, right? This, this whole movie. Oh, did you know there's child traffic in the world? Yeah, no shit. I think we all knew that. Are there any arrests being made? Are there any arrests going to be made from this movie? Okay? So these are all some you know basic questions that I think you should ask whenever somebody is presented, whenever you're presented with something, right? Uh, here's another big one. Is the person, ca- like if there's an issue, right? Or something, you know, whatever it is. If Is the person calling out the symptoms or are they exposing the disease? And even further... Are they exposing what caused the disease in the first place? Because you'll see a lot of people talking about, you know, d- you know, dancing around things or calling out. It's like, oh, this is the problem in the world. And it's like, oh, it's the, g- the gender thing and LGBTQ. Okay, where did that shit come from, though? Don't just sit there and call out this and this and this. Expose the disease and then expose who created the disease in the first place. Or, where, or point out where it comes from. There's a lot of people that will hang on to people that will just call out symptoms. Does nothing. Does nothing. Doesn't provide any answers. Doesn't provide any solutions. This is Alex Jones all day long, by the way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the documents. You know, this, this kind of shit. Just always, just calling out. Look at the problems, right? Is the person, and now, and this can be hard to know because you don't know what's in a person's heart and things like that. But one, with a lot of these people, if you do a little digging, you can find out that a lot of the things that they say, they're not being genuine. They're not being truthful okay is the person that's presenting something are they genuine are they truthful how long have they been around are they vulnerable right meaning do they put themselves out there for the sake of actually helping out humanity do they practice what they preach do they live the virtues they extol okay that's a big one talk about the orthodox community holy shit bro holy shit bro in that last one how about this one this is another one basic things of discernment you want to seek out truth You want to seek out truth in your world, which means you have to align with the word, the logos, that sound and light that reverberates through all things, right? That's a proof. That's a holy science. That means that when you come to those things, those are theorems. That's a general proposition, not self-evident, but proved, but proved by a chain of reasoning, a truth established by means of accepted truths. You seek theorems in your world. Most people present you with theories, and that's what people eat up. A supposition or a system of ideas intended to explain something. You're just explaining something. No, I want proof of that thing. And those those two things, that's a huge issue right there. So many people hang on theories. They'll go wild in their mind. And I did too early on for sure. I straightened myself out pretty good. About halfway through, maybe something like that. But I, you know, you would quantum theory here. What is this guy saying? Oh, this guy has an idea, right? It's like, okay, that's maybe that theory will actually prove out to a theorem. But if you have a theory, and your theory has been a theory like the evolutionary theory for hundred years, whatever, and it hasn't proven out into a theorem at this point, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I don't want to name any names, but there's some there's some key people within the truth community right now that do this all the time. They present theory after theory after theory, and I watch people, hundreds of people, go to those channels and be like, "Whoa!" And I just wa- I, you can just watch their mind fucking go here and here and here and just all over, and you want to bring that all back to here. One of the other things with a theorem actually actually this is this is theorems and theories. This is this is essentially what the Bible is saying right now. I don't care about your theories, you shouldn't care about mine. We care about truth, proof, and theorems. Because that leads us to that light and that sound of God. That leads us to that 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 you know the the holy source behind the whole thing. A theory is the teachings of men. I got some good ideas, guys. Listen up and follow me. I don't care. That's the teachings of men. We care about theorems, which are the teachings of God, because he is our authority. He's the one that put that science forward. Okay? And this is what Gnosticism is all about. We don't listen to the teachings of men. We don't give a shit about your theories. Okay? What a what an alchemist really is, is, you know, the, of course, you know, save for all of the you know, specifically spiritual, you know, notions here, what an alchemist does is, is ultimately what is alchemy? It's a process of distillation. You're distilling out all the bullshit and all the nonsense in your, in your world, right? And you're getting to that core. And when you find that core, once again, it's a fractal thing. When you find that core, you'll be like, you'll start there and be like, okay, I got this thing. I got that word. I got that seed. And once I understand that, it's like like, oh, oh, okay? You're distilling out all the impurities to get to that core. And so when you see that core, you can see it within everything, okay? And this is really what uh, adhering to the Word, an honest pursuit of the Word, filters out all the unnecessary bullshit in your life. And that's that at least that's what's happening to me in the last, especially like the last year and a half, two years, it's really... Just, you know, we don't cover the, and we'll get to this here, right? We don't cover the news here anymore. I don't cover the the talk of the day. I don't care. Did you hear what Jamie Foxx did? No, I don't give a shit. I don't really. Does Jamie Foxx give a shit about this church? No, no, I don't. So what? why Why am I going to concern myself with Jamie fucking Fox? No, I'm going to concern myself with Irene Jaros, who just passed. You know why? Because she actually paid attention to what we were doing for the last 10 years because she was in an honest pursuit of the word. So I'm going to give my attention to that as opposed to, did you hear whatever's happening today? All of that stuff, you know what it does? It grabs your attention for whatever amount of time and it makes you do this kind of shit and you freak out and it's like, oh, you hear about the left or whatever it is. And then it goes away and then you completely forget about it. And then what happens? Another one here. Here's some more shit. This is what happens all the time when you start with that word you can filter out all the nonsense. You'll get to the core of what life is all about, what you're here to do, The whole bit, right? So this is what we say: start with that God, start with that, start with the logo, start with the word, and then you realize as it branches out, you'll see, you'll see the truth in all of these things, and and then you realize that oh, a lot of these characters, a lot of these people that are presented to you, whether it's the movies or this, you know, whoever it is, some political pundit or who, you know, some philosopher who's on Joe Rogan this week, right? Whatever it is, they're gonna constantly keep you in the fucking weeds, man. They're gonna constantly keep you in the branches of that tree. Did you hear what the news of the day is here? Oh, let's hear the politics. Let's divide the tree here. It's like, oh, let's keep, oh, the left and the right. Oh, it's like little minutia, your vain philosophy, some good ideas, some theories over here, some distraction. Watch this movie. Constantly keeping you away from what? Your, what, what we're here to do, okay? that's you know, that's understand God within us and, and allow that to reverberate throughout our lives, through our communities, through our everything, Right? This is a uh, Javier, brother Javier over there. He uh, he posted this on the Instagram account, and um, it was you know it's, I thought it was pretty funny because it's so true. We're an occult church, right? We're a Gnostic church, right? One of the things I've always you know talked about for literally years since I started this whole thing is like yeah, it's it's all about the occult. It's all about that which is hidden. Even the the hermeneutic approach tells you that. Like the proper biblical exegesis according to some old freaking, you know, Christian bishops and shit like that. And, you know, Kabbalists, they're all like, yeah, it's all hidden. It's all occult. So in your world, if you're presented something, if you don't have to dig for it, chances are it's a complete waste of your fucking time. Okay? This is the, I call this the Javier occult constant. <laughs> my brother Javier, he posted this. He said, my motto is this, great motto. If you don't have to dig for it, there is definitely an agenda. Amen. This is what the occult is all about. Because it's like the truth you got to go digging for. This Why do you think in the Bible we talked about, uh, uh, do not cast your pearls before swine. Do not cast your, this Christ saying this, right? Matthew 6 or 7, something like that. Do not cast your pearls before swine. Why did he say pearls? Because we talked about, do you know how hard it is? To get a pearl, you have to go. You have to dive down to the bottom of the ocean, and you flip open ten thousand oysters, and you grab one. and There's no pearl in there, and you flip over another. One and there's no pearl in there, and you gotta get up, get some air, fly back. You know, drop. You know, You know, swim back down, open some more oysters. It's a pearl of wisdom because it's hidden. It took a lot to get it. If you don't have to search for it, this is the Javier occult constant. If you don't have to search for it if you don't have to dig for it chances are it's probably a distraction and a total waste of your time and actually is keeping you off your spiritual quest how about this church how about the things that we teach at this church? Most of you throughout your life have been presented and offered up every different flavor of Christianity under the sun, and most of those flavors, at the end, all basically say the same shit. Well, it was like two thousand years ago. This was guy. This guy was here. He's the Son of God. And he died for our sins, and we have to just, you know, that, you know, that's a general story. Then you come to this church, which I guarantee you had to search for, right? This certainly wasn't offered to you, up to you on the fucking daily wire. That's for <laughs> sure, right? You certainly had to search for this church, and then when you got here, you realized oh god this this guy's actually going to make me think and actually challenge my core beliefs and shit I'm not into that you had to search for this and not only that you had to sit there and pay attention and actually challenge yourself this is where the truth is this church you had to search for this information that we share at this church do you know where I got it literally the occult tradition literally a tradition that says hey if you want the truth if you want that word you want that logos you're going to have to go searching for it it's hidden It's hidden, and I know that that search is what life is all about, and everything else is, it ultimately becomes a distraction, and you will exhaust yourself, and this is the point, and this is what I've learned over the years, you will exhaust yourself with the vain philosophies and the minutiae and the news of the day, did you hear, did you hear the thing that, did you hear Trump did this or whatever in the politics? All of it. You will exhaust yourself with that minutiae. Not only that, by constantly responding to the narratives that are put out. This is going to be a long live stream. It is what it is. By, excuse me, by us constantly responding to, the, to their narratives, right? Whatever it is put in front of you, this distraction, this thing here, 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 By constantly looking at it, constantly talking about it. What are we in? We're, it's a hamster wheel, they kept, they just, there's like, here, here's, oh, there's a nut going on the hamster. And then we're like, mmm, and then we actually get the daughter, whatever it is. And then they just put another one on there by us constantly responding to their narratives and going it right we will forever be in their mind spell. Cause that's exactly what this is. It is a mind spell to get you to constantly keep you off your spiritual path and your quest. And when we get on that and actually come to truth and, and, and the word and things like that, that is actually what transforms societies. That's what actually will transform a society. That's what that's will actually cause a revolution. But it won't be a revolution like people think a revolution is. We'll actually mention this at the end. But so we're always in their mind spell, and this goes for everything, as we found out with the whole COVID nineteen agenda. This goes for everything: health, media, politics. The, the, you know, just everything you're presented with in your world. Almost everything. Most people, they. They look out into the world, they see what's presented to them, and then they react. This is exactly what Neville Goddard, Neville Goddard was saying. 99% of the world waits for things to happen on the outside of them, and then they reflect. They react. They're like, this thing happened. And it's like, oh, what do you think about it? What do you think about it? And they're like, And then use just constantly, this thing, right? And the whole pursuit of God is just like, oh, well, no, you got to go. You got to start here. You got to go here. Square one kind of thing, Right they're keeping you this and this pay attention to this 99 percent of the world waits for things to happen on the outside of them and then they reflect or they react and that's no accomplishment at all that's a normie by the way i'm not once again i don't win any friends and (laughs) by saying this but this happens all the time in the truth movements they just wait for the next thing that cnn or nbc presents and then they're like well what do you think about this if we would awaken and become real selectors of the beauty of this garden that god gave us so that we can single out that particular aspect to which we will respond, then we will do it by deliberately changing our attitudes towards life itself. The actual protest, right? the actual revolution, if you will, is to shift your focus completely away from these things that are complete distractions and we'll cover a bunch of them today. Um, Back to concerning yourself with what is in your control, and I don't know who wrote this, so I should give this credit to somebody, but I didn't write it. The real protest, is to shift your focus back to concerning yourself with that which is in control and leaving the rest for the Lord to help and guide you. The only revolt, the revolution, is to remove yourself as much as you can from the system by slowly becoming more self-sufficient. Seek God and community, not fear and movements. And this is what they don't actually want you to do. They want you to keep paying attention to what's trending because what's trending is what's bending your mind. What's trending is what's bending your mind it's what keeps us constantly in the shackles of the wizardry and the spells this is what actually by paying attention to the sound of freedom actually keep us keeps us shackled from the logos by paying attention to the this sort of shit okay we're always in their wizardry. We're always in their spells. We're always in their narrative as opposed to creating the narratives ourselves. And when we do that and recognize the power that we have, then what happens to their narratives? They're already losing, you know, uh, you know people aren't believing the shit anymore. You know, the, the mass media and that sort of stuff, it's like pe- the people don't trust it anymore. So they already lost that trust. Well, let's put the pedal to the fucking metal. <laughs> right? So, the kabayon, this is number uno one, because we're, we're hermeticists, so we, you know, we pay attention to this whole thing, right? The all is mind, the universe is mental. The people that are doing, the, you know, running these, you know, the scams of the world and the, the powers that should not be, the elite that should not be, the pr- propagandists, the, the despots and tyrants, you know who I'm talking about. They understand these basic things. They understand that the universe is mental in this sort of sense. And so if they can grab your mind in all these ways to distract it, then what? They got you. And that's exactly what's, that's what exactly what. Our world is all about. They want you to live in their world, but God wants us to live in his world. And his world in His world is the truth. The, the And this is, you know, ignoring all of this stuff that distracts us from that truth. We're supposed to be within the, we're supposed to share the mind of Christ. You guys know that, right? So when we talk about our inherent divinity, right? You guys know that we're supposed to attain Christ consciousness. Yeah, I'm going to use that term right today. I'm going to use it, Christ consciousness. Now, a bunch of, like, Christians and, like, Orthodox and, like, I've heard from Catholics and stuff like that. They all poo-poo this. They're like, oh, Christ consciousness, that's a new age thing. Really, you should read your Bible. You should read your Bible because Christ consciousness is just another way of saying the mind of Christ, isn't it? Just like Trinity is just another way of saying, hey, three become one. Trinity's not in the Bible. you got no problem using that word. But Christ consciousness, that phrase you have a problem with. Even though Philippians chapter 2 says this. Let this mind be in you, comma, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, so where how do we gain, how do we have consciousness? Obviously through our through our mind, right? That's part of it anyway, right? So let this mind be in you. let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. So you're supposed to share the mind of Christ. Who being in the form of God comma, thought it not robbery to be equal with God? We should talk about this some more. What is that saying? You're supposed to have the mind of Christ. What did Christ do? Told all of these people to get fucked. That's what he did. He didn't use those words, of course. That's a that's a <clears throat> crass, crude Irishman from Wisconsin that's interpreting the Bible there. But uh, he told all of these people. He was, the, as we talk about, he's the rebel. <laughs> he would be considered today a domestic terrorist and an insurrectionist. Correct? Okay, so... Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The people that are distracting us in their world, in our world, are doing everything they possibly can. So you don't actually understand that. News is propaganda. Everything that we're presented in this world as far as news, is total propaganda and distractions. At least the vast majority of it, of course. There's independent news organizations and stuff like that. But when it comes to, why am I seeing this? Did you have to go, you know, are they, you know, what's a good, are they Are they presenting you Red Ice TV or like Vincent James or Sam Hyde or or uh, what's, the, what's the guy's name, um, uh, Handsome Truth? No, they are presenting you Jordan Peterson though, right? ask yourself be discerning why am i seeing this use the javier occult constant okay if i'm not if i don't dig for it chances are this is a complete waste of my time nearly everything we are presented with is a distraction away from our pursuit of divine truth the pursuit of us as living aspect living expressions of god understanding our inherent divinity because when we understand that that's where freedom comes from that's not the opinion of marty Leeds. that's the opinion of saint paul They don't want us. This is teleology again. This is our purpose. They don't want us to know. This is once again one of the reasons why you know why, why I get a little you know upset about this is like, did you hear about the children that are being trafficked in Colombia or wherever? You know this sort of thing. It's like, yeah, well, okay, cool, but we're we're all being trafficked away from our true home. We're all being all of that's been stolen from us. We're gonna we're gonna get it back, of course, right? We were just it's just a trick. It's not a big deal. You know, but um, the purpose of earth, as we know, is this is a sacred experience. This is a sacred place. Our lives are sacred. Our purposes are sacred. Everything about what we do has intense meaning and intense meaning for our soul's journey. Most of what you have been eaten up since, and myself included, since we were kids is everything As a distraction, so you don't understand that. Whether by partially design or just useful idiots or whatever it is. Okay? The purpose this comes from Alvin Boyd Kuhn. The purpose of life in the flesh is to force souls who have come here from the Empyrean to exert themselves against pressure, stress, and strain in order to develop their greater potential divinity. We're here to understand our greater potential divinity. Do you think anything that has been presented to you by any media, all of Hollywood, by the way, are antichrists? The whole town. Okay. So, do you really think? <laughs> I think you get the point. I'm not going to ramble on. This is definitely a rant today. Um, you know, th- everything is trying to t- tear us away from that knowledge. And it's, it's just that simple. Okay. All of these guys, MAGA, frickin' DeSantis, you know the View, freaking RFK, we'll talk about him, Elon Musk, you know, <clears throat> I'm, you know, so all all of the all of this stuff, and the arguing over it, and the bantering over it, and doing the YouTube videos, and did you see that? that you know, all this—that's all it is. It's just pay attention to this while while we do shit over here. I I learned I learned about discernment through the whole Q thing. I mean, I learned discernment many times over the years through lots of things. But the one thing that actually taught me about discernment the most was watching the Q the the, the Q phenomenon happen. Right, because I, I saw a lot of people that I would actually respect. I still respect. I love very much. Don't get me wrong. But you know um, but it was crazy to watch a whole host of people you you know just eat this up, and they weren't asking any questions at all discerning questions. Should I pay attention to this at all? Where does it come from? Where's the funding? What? who, who is Q? Who are the people that are behind the deep state? Where's this information come from? Why is it, you know, like, by the way, I saw Q all, all over the place, but, but beyond, beyond all that, it's like, why is none of the uh, things that Q said, why did none of them come to fruition? What, you know, all of these questions that immediately have no answers, right? And can immediately say, well, uh, I mean, how how much attention am I going to give this? If there were actual arrests going on, then maybe you'd give it attention. But how long did this charade go on? It's still going on. Not one ounce. Not even an inch. I don't know if those are... I shouldn't use those two measurements. But anyway, not even a lick of discernment from any of those people. And I say that with love because there are people that I know that got into Q and I, st- I love them very much. Don't get me wrong, you know. But not an ounce of discernment, and we really need that. What? Why was this presented to us? Just like why Sound of Freedom is being presented to us? Why? When we talk about this Sound of Freedom, why is this being presented to us? Because it gives people this notion, this false notion that things are being done. We're getting. We're getting. We're getting the fucking bad guys. The deep state's going down. Don't worry. We got our best people behind the scenes and they're working this whole thing out. We're exposing child trafficking. Really? Do you, do you know that when I made the Pizzagate documentary, I actually already knew about a lot of the child trafficking because there was documentaries made before that. Any arrests? Anybody going to jail? No. Okay? Like I said, I did the Pizzagate documentary and I learned about discernment from the MAGA people. Okay? Because in this, in this Pizzagate documentary, this is one of the scenes. Okay? Watch this. Next up is Jeffrey Epstein, another very interesting character in this whole thing. In 2008, Epstein was convicted of soliciting sex from an underage girl and quietly paid settlements to scores of alleged victims who claimed that he had serially molested them as well as countless other victims. Several women have come out since then claiming that Epstein and his powerful network of friends have continually trafficked children for sex on his private island in St. Thomas. Jeffrey Epstein's now famous Little Black Book, recovered by Epstein's house manager, reads like a who's who of political and social elite. Former President Bill Clinton, President-elect Donald Trump, and Prince Andrew all hitched rides on Epstein's private planes and visited his private island. So, when I made that documentary, I saw that, I was like, oh, Donald Trump and his some of his associates, like his lawyers, they were flying with Epstein, okay? And this was all stuff that was, you know, exposed very early. All of this happened, like, essentially, like, during the Trump campaign. And I watched as... The you know the 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 Q people and the MAGA people did everything in their power to ignore that information, so that they could be emotionally wrapped up in thinking that ah, they got they got people behind the scenes working on it. This is gonna expose it. Now we're gonna get some answers. Now we're gonna see somebody. I tell you what, it's like oh, if I'm president, Hillary Clinton would be in jail. We'll find out who actually took down the towers. How many people gave all of their time? all of their thought, their energy, their emotion, their spirituality, their spirituality, their energy within them, to this fucking asshole, to this guy who wraps himself up in people who are anti-Logos. How long did Donald Trump, was Donald Trump presented to you? I heard of Donald Trump when I was a kid. He was on like WWF and all this other shit, right? He's been in the public eye forever. So you ask, Ah, Donald Trump, he's going to fix things. A discerning mind would say, Why am I seeing this guy? Maybe because they want you to see this guy. Did you have to dig for Donald Trump? If you'd like to support the fine work we do, we're going to pass the basket around right now. If you'd like to support the fine work we do here at the Master Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ, you can become a subscribe star if you'd like. We got Venmo, we got Buy Me a Coffee, we got Cash App, and um, you can send letters to, we just opened some letters last night, so thank you to Whiskey and Michael Shucknick. You can send letters to N2550 Southview Court, Monroe, Wisconsin, 53566. But in probably about two weeks, that's going to be a Missouri address, so that's pretty good. So, um, So yeah, let's do this we <laughs> Thank you to all the people that do support the fine work that we do here um, at the NASA Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. We very appreciate we very much appreciate our audience. We really do. So thank you all for being here. You guys are a flack of really good birds. Let's talk about some of those current distractions. Let's talk about some of the distractions that we've seen over the years, that people got their undies in a Grundy, they got their BBDs in a bind over this shit, right? And I watched it happen. I saw all these people like, oh, did you hear? And then they made a YouTube video. Oh, did you hear? And then they made a YouTube video and then they responded to this and say, like, Elon Musk, the quartering, oh, did you hear? Elon Musk bought Twitter. Let's talk about it for two weeks. And what it, and where did it lead us? Nowhere. It's an absolute distraction, absolute waste of time. Theater for your mind. All the things that had... This is 2022. This is all the things that happened that had absolutely nothing to do with what is actually going on and had absolutely nothing to do with in with uh, um, you know increasing or helping you understand your experience here at all. Okay. Elon Musk buys Twitter. Remember that? Remember that whole thing? What did the Queen Elizabeth dies? Oh, baby, Eater died. It's so sad. The FBI... Seizes top secret documents with Trump. How many people got their, you know, just lost their freaking minds? they're going after Trump. It's it's so funny because it's like, oh, it's like, well, they're you know, if somebody's being attacked, well, that's a you know, that's a good measure that they're uh, you know uh, that they're that they're on our side. Like, look how much they attack Trump, and how much did you hear about in all of the media sources them attacking Trump? Okay. Uh, Monkeypox, remember that school shootings. <clears throat> I don't know. Enough said there, right? Enough said there. I mean, I, I, I did that whole. i uh, look into that. Anyway, uh, January 6th committee, you know the whole bit. Okay, so all of those things that captured the mind of literally everybody. Nothing happened with any of it, right? Essentially, it was just all some big complete distraction that got everybody in their undies and grunting and they got all puffy. Right, so we were down in Missouri, and this one of our neighbors pulls up, and she's like, "Hey, how's it going, or whatever?" And she's like, "Ah, you know, she's kind of this grumpy lady. It kind of seemed like it." Then she was just like, "Well, have you hear the latest conspiracy or the latest uh, controversy?" And Jennifer and I just look at each other like, "No, we don't really, we don't really give two fucks about any of it." So then she's just like, wow, Jason Aldean," and my, you know Jennifer doesn't know who Jason Aldean is, and so I was, you know so anyway so she's asked like who Jason Aldean is I was like oh well you remember that whole Las Vegas thing Route 91 music festival and 527 people were shot it was you know uh, Steven Paddock he was on uh, room uh, he was in room, uh, on floor 32 in room 135 I'm sure that has nothing to do with our lord and savior he was in floor 32 and in room 135 I'm sure that has nothing to do with our lord and savior but that was the guy that was performing Jason Aldean when everybody was getting shot up and stuff like that and so then apparently he made a video and it was a song called Try, Don't Try That in a small town which by the way I you know so we were in we were like we heard this we're like okay let's go see what this is right just told you know just be like right, let's see what's going on and so I went and listened to the song by the way it objectively sucks it's a fucking terrible part of my language it's a terrible song by the way, but beyond that, it's just, a you know, it's apparently him and he's basically kind of ripping on BLM offhandedly, but he's not directly saying it or whatever, and everybody got their, once again, everybody's just all upset about it, and then you hear it everywhere. New York Times and NBC and Washington Post and The Guardian and people, well, what do you think about this? And you know how many times this has happened? How This happens every single day now. And then people talk about it and they debate and blah, 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 blah right? Meanwhile, it's like, oh, um well what are they doing here this is clearly divide i mean it's your standard you know how, how how to destroy a country in you know a few steps you know divide and conquer number one and we'll actually understand that our entire political system is against the actual sound of freedom the word the logos our entire political system at its core is antichrist and i'll, I'll explain why Okay, so Jason Aldean, he's got this Black Lives Matter images deleted from Jason Aldean's small town video. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's. Like, do you know what? Before any of this stuff happened, why did Jason Aldean, why is Jason Aldean promoted? Why does he have a record deal? How much money went into put that, to, to put the video together to put in the production and the artists and the musicians and then the you know all the engineers and then the people that did the artwork for the record and the, the you know the, all of that sort of stuff? Why did that song get released in the first place? Before there was any even controversy whatsoever about oh did you hear Black Lives Matter? Why? Did the Matrix or whatever you want to say release Jason Aldean's song in the first place and promote the shit out of it in the first place? Because at its core, what does it do? It it helps divide and conquer. Yeah, we're gonna get them libs. Yeah, we just you know it's the like raging dissident thing. Right? We just need to get the libs out. Just, yeah, that's the problem. This just the song itself. Forget about the controversy. What does it naturally do? Creates division. Before they even made any big you know hoopla about it. Jason Aldean sucks. Christ, that word that gives us that freedom, says, hey, if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. <laughs> right? And, and this is, this is one of the big ones that people fall for. This is that first in, in this sense, this is that first split of the tree, if you will, right? That keep one of the big things that actually keeps you from understanding that's all bullshit. We got to go straight to God's laws. I don't care about your legalities and your you know your, uh, your mandates and your proclamations and your, your whatever your rules and your regulations. I don't give a shit about any of it. I care about God's law. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Our entire political system is anti-Logos. That's why they got no problem promoting Jason Aldean. He's doing it too. Right? Why isn't, you know, look at, like, like, you know, you know, I'm not going to say that he's, you know, that Buddy Brown here is part of the machine or something like that, right? No, he's not, uh, you know, but they've got no problem allowing Buddy Brown to have a million subscribers on YouTube or anything like that. There's really no problem. And, and Buddy Brown gets advertised to me. Now, I don't think Buddy Brown's part of the, once again, the, the machine or the Illuminati or whatever it is. But he the, the, the reason that you, you can still hear about Buddy Brown here is because he's he's still falling for this bullshit. He's still, and, and he's a man of Christ and anything like that, but he's actually not at the trunk of that tree. He's not actually hearing that word. He's still. well, you you know. Wait till fucking Biden gets down to Texas, and then Abbott's really gonna get. You mean Abbott? You mean the guy that was was wanted to cancel Gab in Texas because of because of you know they were calling the Gab. I don't know if you guys know about Gab, but very anti-Semitic. Gab is. So and Abbott, because he's such a he's such a constitutionalist, buddy. Brown, ask some questions, buddy. At, be a bit fucking discerning. Jesus. Abbott was like, yeah, that whole Constitution thing. You mean like the first Bill of Rights is like free speech and shit? Yeah, in Texas, we're not really going to do that. And we'll fall for it and fall for it and fall for it and fall for it. Why am I seeing this? Why is this being presented to me? Did you hear everybody hates Andrew Tate and then... The hatred of Andrew Tate is being, is being presented and promoted everywhere. Let's take two of the most controversial people and then stick... And this is Tucker Carlson. Where is he? He's on Twitter. Once again, be discerning. Ask some basic questions. Tucker is on Twitter. Who, who, run, who, bought, who just bought Twitter? Who just bought Twitter? The guy that's helping uh, fake space. The guy that, one of the guys that's helping us, helping uh, keep us away from understanding that we are all children of God. But did you see? It was Tucker and Tate on Twitter. No, I missed that. I, I didn't, I I didn't give two shits. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Because I can ask basic questions. Okay. Andrew Tate is a pimp. He's a fucking pimp. Pardon my language this Sunday. It's a pre-recorded thing. It's Saturday. Anyway, look at this. Look at, number one, your shoe, those guys' shoes. I don't know, man. And he's got this, like, crystal, you know, this cigar case. And he's got a monkey made of money. And he's literally, he. you know, he's known for pouring out like European women that's like how he made a bunch of his money he's material he's materialistic he is there's no question about it. he's got his bugatti and his freaking lamborghini and stuff like that and he's promoting that lifestyle to young boys he's not he's islamic which i'm not going to say anything against you know muslims or islam here that's not really the point but once again when we say why are we seeing this why are we seeing this guy as opposed to I don't know, Wrangler star or, or, some, or some Christian that would actually be, you know, saying these things. No, they're all shut out. You're not hearing from them, but you will hear about the pimp who whores out a bunch of European women who is Islamic, who's materialist, and he's going to be leading the young boys. So there's this, so basically what's happening is what you can see what's happening with these characters that are being presented to you. With a little bit of discernment, asking them the right questions, you can completely dismiss and be like, i Andrew Tate's not getting my time, right?" <clears throat> you ask some basic questions say, "Well, why am I seeing this? Why is Andrew Tate and Tucker Carlson being pr- promoted to me as opposed to what a a, a Christian man who's going uh, right that's going to lead the younger generation?" Tucker Carlson is not talking to the head of Gab. Tucker Carlson is talking to Andrew Tate. Correct. Point made. I remember once again. Why am I seeing this? Ask this question. One of the first ones. I remember we were in St. Louis, and I walked out of the hotel, and we were like leaving, at the bags and stuff. And as I'm walking out of the hotel, I go down this this hall, and there's a TV at the end of the hall. And obviously, the the hotel, um, you know the. The hotel chain or whatever, they have some deal with Fox News or CNN or whoever it was, you know, to play, just like they do in airports. Like, you see, go to airports and they're always playing CNN. It's because they have some contract or whatever, right, to play that, right? So you go out of this hotel and the first thing I, no shit, I swear to God. I turn the corner, I'm like, there's Tucker Carlson, right? Then, as I'm walking down the hall, it switches from Tucker Carlson and it goes to RFK Jr., which we'll talk about in just a second here. And my discernment goes on and I was like, huh, interesting. I wonder if they're gonna show me Raging Dissident next. (laughs) I wonder if they're gonna show me Andrew from Gab. No. So Andrew Tate and Tucker Carlson had to say about them Nazis. I lost so much faith in humanity during COVID. I really, if you would have told me how COVID would have gone down before COVID, I'd say no way. We're not that bad. (laughs) You know, like I thought the people aren't that dumb. But when I experienced COVID, it, it's actually scary. You see how the Nazis managed to do what they, did. they did. You see it. how they managed to put people in concentration camps. Yeah. You, see yeah, you see it. You see it. Just you, you, you see it. So as I was, so as I was going through, uh, literally, you know, about to do this, somebody had sent me an email being like, "This is one of the best interviews I've ever seen," and it was Candace Owens and Andrew Tate and I watched like three minutes of this interview and just some of the things we were saying I was like God I could just rip into this I'm not going to we have better shit to do we got to get on to Matthew 18 but Candace Owens and Andrew Tate and they were doing an interview and so this is the truth this is what's being presented to you blasted everywhere it's controversial yeah no shit they're trying to divide and conquer of course they want you to watch this of course they want you to get upset about this of course they want this to be presented so that the left lose their fucking mind all replays into it right so Candace Owens and Andrew Tate here so you have a black woman Interviewing a Islamic pimp on a Jewish man's network, and what is this? What is this being? You know, who is this? You know, who is this being? Essentially advertised to? Who is essentially Andrew Tate advertised to? Young men. Speaking of the Daily Wire, how about this? Everybody loved it. Oh, Matt Walsh. Did you see? He made that video asking the tough questions. The tough questions like, what is a woman? What you should ask is, what is a Hebrew? That's what you should ask. So Matt Walsh, once again, ask basic questions. Is Matt Walsh here, is 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 he calling out the symptoms? Is he calling out the problems? Is he exposing the disease? He's certainly not exposing the disease. Is he exposing the people that created the disease in the first place? No, no, not at all. This pile of shit... And that's exactly what he is. A walking pile of shit. Pardon my language. That's the kind of language you get from the Christian minister who's a Gnostic. That just is what it is. Right? Instead of actually saying, oh, what is he? He blames it on the libs. Oh, left. That's his whole thing. Divide and conquer him. Will you? Maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe he doesn't. Either way, he's an idiot. How about ask where does this whole gender bender LGBTQ thing come from in the first place? Walsh, is it the Democrats? Doctors that perform the first male to female surgery. Once again, go to that tree. Go to that. Go to that tree. It's like I want to figure this out. I want to. I want to know the truth. So I'm gonna to have to. Oh, I'm gonna get lost in the in the branches up here. No, I want that branch. That's Christ. So I'm gonna go right to that core. I'm gonna to go to the God. I'm going to start with theology and I'm going to say, okay, what's being presented to me? What's their theology? Who's their God? Because then, then I'll know what, whether that tree is actually producing good fruit or rotten fruit, right? These are the doctors that performed the first male to female surgery. Their names were Felix Abraham, Ludwig Levy Lenz, and Magnus Hirschfeld. I wonder if they're going to help me hear the word. Walsh who has a tattoo of a chi ro on his arm, who everybody's like, did you see his documentary? No, I missed that one. Missed that one, you know why? Because I have some discernment, because I asked some basic questions. Why is it that a man that has a chi ro, a symbol of Christ Almighty, six around one by the way, I'm sure he doesn't know that. Maybe he does, and maybe he's an occult piece of shit. I don't know, I don't know what's in his heart. I do know what I can actually see with about two minutes worth of research. You're a Christian man who works and makes money for a Jew why is this a problem because this Jewish man named Ben Shapiro went on Joe Rogan and you know, from, said this from a Jewish point of view where we don't believe in the divinity of Christ right, I that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. there he can make an argument that the the mm-hmm. gospels which were written he was just signif- a prophet and, signif- right. nah, no, no 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 we don't, we, don't believe he was a prophet nah, we don't even yeah. you know from from a Jewish point of view or we don't believe in the divinity of Christ i right. think that the, there he can make an argument that the the gospels which were written. He was just a prophet and right. No, 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 we don't just, believe he was a prophet. What do you think he was? What do you guys uh, think I mean I, what, I, what do I think he was historically? I think he was a Jew who tried to lead a revolt against the Romans and got killed for his trouble. Just like a lot. That guy who everybody watched his movie. Oh, so great. You really took it to the left. Who is he working for? A guy that denies his own savior. How much how many to, like how how many seconds and minutes and hours am I going to give my ear to Matt Walsh and anything he has to present? None. None. Cuz I'm going to go to the trunk of that tree and I'm going to say, "Where's your theology? You're not a Christian?" Matt Walsh is not a Christian. He may claim he's a Christian, but what are his actions? Does he live the virtues he's extolling? No, he's not. He's making gargantuan amounts of money for somebody who actually is a antichrist and will just say it on the, on the most popular podcast out there. How about these guys? Remember when this, now we had a, we had a laugh, a lot of laughs with the yay thing because it was hilarious, right? If somebody does this, this is yay, uh, Kanye, Mr. West. I don't know what he goes by anymore he's on Alex Jones Infowars there and he's talking about you know supremacy of the, the Hebrews and all this other stuff right and he's wearing a mask like it's really hard for me to take somebody seriously that's just wearing one of these masks right it's like I can't even hear you it's like you know and I still get it every one it's been a while but I think the last time I was at Aldi or is it Aldi's Mandela effect I was at Aldi, and there was this guy is um, checking me out, and he had a mask, and he was like trying, to, and I couldn't hear him, like, and it was really hard to take him seriously because it's just like, dude, like you're obviously up to no discernment. You're like, okay, that guy is like, this is if Ye walked up to me with that mask on and wanted me to talk to him, I don't, I don't give a fuck if he's Ye. I'd be like, dude, I'm not talking to you with that mask on. You look like a retard. You look, you look idiotic. Does this make the things that they say look stupid? Did Kanye West's, (laughs) you know, his appearance on InfoWars, did that actually help anything at all? No, all it did was make the things that these guys talk about, which there's a good portion of what they say that's actually really true, it makes it look absolutely retarded. How much, as opposed to the logos, that's actual Sound of Freedom, how much am I going to give my ear and my attention and my focus to these people? Yay, I will have a conversation with you for $1.3 million. Alex Jones, I'll do it for $110K. And that'll all go towards the church. I'm not, I am wouldn't even buy a new guitar or anything like that. Right? There, this is a lot of the things that you'll find with um, a lot of people that are presenting you things. This is the Candace Owens. This is a Jordan Peterson. This is a Steven Crowder. This is uh, this is most of the things that you're presented. You'll get an eighty percent truth. Well, he's he's hitting the mark here, and he's hitting it here, and he's hitting it over here, and he's on the branch over here, and he's feeding the fowls over here. Is he in the is he in the seed? Are they talking about the seed? Are they talking about the root of the problem? Are they getting to God and our own divinity? Are, is any of these people talking about that at all? No, no, not at all. It's 20 80, percent. 80, you know, bullshit. This is this. The real protest is to is to shut this shit off. It's actually create, you know, create your own media, create your own, that sort of thing. None of this stuff is going to help you. And this is the sort of joke. It's like, I wonder what the Amish think about the new Jason L. Dean song, right? Why, Save for all the problems with the Amish. And there are a lot. Don't get me wrong. There's lots of issues with the Amish. Why have they had perseverance over the years? Why do? Why have they kept their tradition and their lineage going? It's because they've stuck, you know, at the peril and at the, you know, there's lots of once again, lots of great things that come for the Amish, but you know, um, you know, they've stuck with their tradition and they kept this shit out. They're just like they're—it's all a distraction. This is one of the things that they one you know one of the many things that they got right. I wonder what the, I wonder what the Amish think about Kanye West on the Infowars show. Do you know what they think about it? Nothing. They don't care. It's like my wife. My wife didn't even know who Andrew Tate was nor Jason Aldean. You know why? Because it's the, the, no neither one of those characters are going to do anything for her life here's another guy that's being presented this is all in the why i'm presenting all this is this is these are all people and this is all the sort of people that you know the the people that are bringing up talking points and leading the discussion online and stuff like that that people get wrapped up in and if you actually use your discernment and ask basic questions you'll find out that most of these people are absolute scumbags You should not be giving them any of your attention at all. I don't tell people what to do. I don't give advice. I'm just saying, I made the joke. I said, anyone with a bow tie, pretty much don't trust. You know, somebody mentioned Peter Hotez too, but it's just a joke. Anyway, but Peterson, Jordan Peterson, once again, came out of nowhere, caused lots of controversy. And while he was doing that, you heard about him fucking everywhere, didn't you? Right. Once again, ask the question, why am I seeing this? So now we have this um, Jim Caviezel. Jesus Christ. and he, Jim Caviezel, and he's on Jordan Peterson's show, and both of them are looking very serious. It's, it's Jim Caviezel, he's like, this is the best interview that I've ever done. And he's looking very serious, and Jordan Peterson's looking very serious, and they're talking very seriously about the seriousness of child trafficking. Correct? Yes, I think that's what they're doing. This is, uh, w- once again, uh, are, are any arrests going to be made? Where, where's the funding of that movie? Where did Jordan Peterson come from? Did he ever work for Agenda 21? Now, now we know very well, once again, is Jordan Peterson interviewing Handsome Truth? No. 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 He is interviewing. Now think about this. In millions of people's minds, that fucking guy right there is Jesus Christ. It's like that's even the same letters. It's J C. They in their mind they have him related to Jesus Christ. Now Jesus Christ, if you will, is going on Jordan Peterson, and he's taught, and this is going to expose the child trafficking. You know, Mel Gibson is actually in a position, and has been for probably several decades, to actually expose specific people. In Hollywood, about that, they are engaged in child trafficking. He could, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll get back to Mel. But so you, so you can see here, um, so then you ask yourself, well, why am I seeing this? Jordan Peterson, um, you know, hangs out with the, you know, can, Candace, Candace Owens is working for that Ben Shapiro guy, and then Candace Owens, and she inter- interviewed Andrew Tate. And, and, and then, so, and then they're, what are these guys doing? They're shaking hands with a fucking murderer. Benjamin Netanyahu is a murderer. He, as as far as we can tell, orchestrated or wrote the handbook, if you will, for domestic terrorism in the United States. And after he wrote that, all of a sudden we started having all these domestic terrorist problems. I don't know, once again, ask some questions, basic discernment. Why would you give that guy there or that guy there any of your time knowing that he did that? shakes in oh but i bet you if jordan peterson called you you'd go on his show no i wouldn't or if i did the first thing i would do is ask him straight up i would say hey you antichrist why are you shaking hands with a palestinian murderer with a liar with a domestic terrorist with a guy who has a religion who thinks that we're all you get it jordan peterson though once again a phenom that Jordan Peterson is, he will do a biblical series. Oh, he'll talk about that root. He'll talk about the trunk of the tree. He'll go to God, right? And who does he do it with? Prager you, Dennis Prager. Once again, let's ask, let's ask some discerning questions. Dennis Prager, what's your theology? The Bible, we're inundated by these people. This is the point. And if something's presented to you, it's because it's trying to grab your mind away from your pursuit of logos. It's trying to grab your ear away from the actual sound of freedom. This is the Bible has warned us about this: that our world would be filled with people who are, who are uh, not on the side of that logos, not on the side of the word. Two Corinthians four four: In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The glorious gospel of Christ, that is the image of God, is going to shine on you. The God of this world, the phrase the god of this world indicates that Satan is the major influence on the ideas, opinions, goals, hopes, and views of the majority of the people. And that's where that's that that seems to be the current world age that we are in, that right now, Satan is the god of this world age. This is why we are inundated by all sorts of these characters. Peterson and Shapiro and Cavizel and and Steven Crowder and all all of these people that never actually get to the core of the truth about anything and dance around it and then hit enough hit enough markers to be like, oh, maybe this he's saying the good thing here and he's calling out child trafficking here and he's saying the people are bad here. That's enough. No, it's not. This is the father of lies. This is the father of lies. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. Benjamin, he's all up in this verse. B.B., you're all up in this verse. Year of your father the devil and the lust of your father he will do you. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. John 8, 4, 4. (sighs) We should expect to see so many distractions, so many people full of shit. So many people that not getting to the core of the truth. So many people dancing around all these topics. You know what Marty, De- Marty Leeds doesn't do? He don't dance around topics. I don't know if you've figured that out over these years. <laughs> okay? Hence why we decided to, one of the numerous reasons that we decided to start this church. Because the sound of freedom needs to be heard again in the minds of people. What about this one? How about this? Now I'm going to start pissing some people off. <laughs> How about The Chosen? Did you fall for this? Did you fall for this? But it's Jesus and it's this life of Jesus and it's done so well and the acting's so good and it's on TV Guide. Distributed by Netflix. Did you have to go dig in at all? What is The Chosen? Okay, so now we'll get into that. So before we get into that, so did you have to go digging it all to find The Chosen? No. But there's, there's churches across the world that are getting together on their Thursday night or whatever it is when The cho- new Chosen, to, and they get all together and they all feel really good about themselves because, look, this is our Jesus. And it's, all like, it's almost like self-righteous or whatever it is, right? And it's nonsense. It's goddamn nonsense. Netflix, you mean Netflix? Who, who? If you would like, you can watch one series about Christ, and then you can watch a whole bunch about how Hitler was a really bad guy, in World War Two, and you can watch documentaries, and you can watch videos, and you can see stuff on Anne Frank, and he was really The Imitation Game, and there's going to be documentaries, and there's going to be like you know made for TV movies, and there's going to be like you know scripted movies, and it's just going to be everywhere, and you can, and Netflix is going to tell you all about how evil. How evil those people were that were calling out <clears throat> the same people that Christ is calling out, but they were, but they are going to give you the chosen. No, I've never, never watched the chosen. You know why? It's because I have some discernment. I don't need to. I, plus, I got the book. It's much better. The book is way better than the movie. You ever hear people say that? <laughs> How about this one? Speaking of good old Mel Gibson. Now I don't know what's in Mel Gibson's heart. I don't know okay I can't I'm not making some sort of like judgment call on Mel Gibson I do know that Mel Gibson has um Mel Gibson is like he's calling out Hollywood did you hear he's exposing Oprah Oprah's done we'll see if Oprah actually goes to jail if Oprah goes to jail I'm going to drive to Mel Gibson's house and we're going to share a scotch or something I don't think he drinks anymore I don't know. We'll, we'll watch, I don't know, Lethal Weapon 2 or something. I don't know. But Mel, Mel Gibson in Hollywood, now he's just like, oh, he's calling out these people in Hollywood. And it seems be, yeah, I mean, he, he, he seems to do that a bit. But the problem with Mel Gibson is, is that Mel Gibson is working in Hollywood and he knows what Hollywood is all about. He knows that that's a den of vipers. He's well aware of it, just like we all are. But he seems to have no problem continuing to work in Hollywood. Once again, I don't know what's in his heart or anything like that. But for for me, it's like if I knew that I was surrounded by a bunch of people that hated my Savior, it would be really difficult for me to continue to work with it. It would be a whole, you know, it's like that Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, like, hey, you're for Christ and your boss isn't. You might, I, I don't know, some sort There is is there any like internal conflict with your heart there or anything like that? There should be. Mel Gibson has fuckloads of money. Do you know how much money he made off this? Loads. Loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of money. Mel Gibson, now I'm not sure, I don't know, I'm not gonna make it a character assessment on him. I'm not, I don't know what's in his heart. But Mel Gibson has the opportunity right now to completely walk away from Hollywood, have all the money in the world that he could actually make his own movie distri- you know, distribution, whatever, right? Make independent films. You can make films on your freaking iPhone now. And he could actually expose, as far as we know, with the information that he has with Hollywood and things like that, he could actually expose all of these child traffickers, all of these people in Hollywood. Like he could go, you know, he could start making endless movies. He could hire a team. You know he's got enough money, but he doesn't do that. He still hangs out in Hollywood. It's hard for me to give my attention to somebody like Mel Gibson. He's doing the good thing, right? He's making the, he's making this, he's making the passion, right? What did this movie do? What did this movie do? This movie, now I didn't see the whole movie. I've just seen scenes here and there that, that was on YouTube. But as far as I could tell, this movie was essentially torture porn, okay? It It's, it, it, the the scenes that I saw looked like they were from, you know, whatever. Like, um, I don't know, what was that movie? Saw or something, or like a Quentin, like a Quentin Tarantino, like Reservoir Dogs, you know, the scene where he cuts his ear off. It's like totally gruesome. You're like, oh, like that sort of shit. And it, it, it's like there are parts of there are parts of Passion in the Christ that look like they were it was you know directed by Quentin Tarantino or something you know. <laughs> Okay so I'm sure that was pretty offensive to some people but you know it is um, the, the point that I'm making is that like you get this bloodbath of a movie that's almost like torture porn right that's Mel Gibson made millions and billions of dollars around the world all these Christians saw it and what did that leave you with the the, the when we were up north this woman gave us a copy and I'd never seen it of a copy of The Passion of the Christ, right? She's like, you know, because she knew that we were Christian and all this other stuff. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we'll watch it. Anyway, we took it home and it ended up having a scratch in the DVD, right? So we ended up, couldn't even watch it because I was like, well, I'll finally take a look at this, whatever. But when she gave me the DVD, this is what she said to me. My wife can attest to this. She's just like, said something to the effect of like, oh, it's it's just a great movie to show what Jesus underwent, Right? For for our you know to, to for you know for our sins that sort of thing and that's basically the message that she got out of it like look at all the pain and suffering that Jesus went through and now I you know basically in this like sort of Catholic guilt kind of way and now after watching that I should just totally feel bad this is literally the message that she gave us while she was giving us the DVD for free. So when I saw all of this stuff as an esotericist, as a Gnostic, as somebody you know, we're, we're you know, after we do Matthew, we're going to jump into Revelation, right? We 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 go in depth into this stuff. We understand the astrotheology and the numerology and the Kabbalah. And we understand what you know our relationship to God and the, the the holy sciences and the psychology behind this, all this other stuff. How did this that movie with all that beating and torture? How did that help you understand anything? In the Holy Bible. How did that help you understand your spiritual path at all? Did you get any insight into the parable of the sower from watching Jesus get beat for a half hour on a Mel Gibson film? Did you want uh, did it help you understand your relationship to the entire cosmos? About how you're a reflection of the whole thing. Did it help you understand? You know, okay, you know, somebody had said, you know, some people had said it was called out for anti-Semitic, right? Okay, well, yeah, that's kind of the Bible. So did it help you understand how truly, quote-unquote, anti-Semitic that Bible is? Did What insight did that movie give people at all into any of the mysteries? None. None. Mel Gibson once again makes billions, millions and millions, billions worldwide. Whatever it is, he's in the opportunity. He has the opportunity to right now. If, right now, if I had his money, do you know how many documentaries we'd be making, call, exposing this shit? I'd send it out in a bitch shoot. I'd go, you know, whatever it was. I would do everything in my power, especially if I had the reach of Mel Gibson. Well, he's making a resurrection film. Now, I don't know what it's gonna, you know, it's Jesus Christ resurrection. We're gonna bring Jim Caviezel back, you know, the tr- child trafficking guy. How did this movie help your spiritual path at all? What is it? It's more sound of freedom. It's more distraction. Do you know the chapters? If you combined all the chapters in the Bible, all the verses, singular verses in which Jesus is getting whipped or beat or that sort of thing from the you know the, the Roman soldiers or whatever it is, it's not that many lines. And yet, Mel Gibson went to the trouble of dramatizing this so much so that he had like, you know, blood squirters out, you know, on the side of this camera to just, you know, exacerbate or whatever, you know, display the fact that he's getting beat. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, this is probably what actually happened to, geez. you know, Jesus, if the, you know, that whole thing. But anyway, the point is, is that that's a distraction. This is why I don't spend any time with things like that. Even if it's like, but this is on your side. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. What about this guy, Edward Snowden? Remember him? Nothing happened. Nothing. You know how many people spent their time? He was on Joe Rogan. They're like, this guy's a patriot. He's a hero. All this other shit. And what happened? Nothing. A big, fat, nothing burger. Once again, ask your discerning questions. Is the information being presented uh, is already known but is being repackaged for resale? That's Edward Snowden to a T. Guys, guys, I'm going out and I'm going to sacrifice everything, my house in Hawaii to let you guys know the government's spying on you. Really? Holy shit. Thanks, Ed. Are you kidding me? How about this guy? We're going to go long live stream. How about this guy? How long has he been in your, just like Trump, how long has he been in the public eye? He's a Kennedy. Once again, you see all these, it's like the Bushes and the Kennedys and the Rothschilds. They all end up, you know, all these families end up being like constantly in our eye and in the public office and all this other stuff, right? It's just like, uh, are, are they, are, is like the McNallys, you know, or the McKenzie's? Are they, are, do you ever see the Walenskis in office? No, it's like Bushes and the Kennedys and shit like that. How long has this guy been in the public eye? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's the hot new thing. Didn't you see? He went on Jordan Peterson. Didn't you see? He was just on Joe Rogan. He's going to fix shit. Yeah, I'm going to bring the boys home. I'm not ever. Yes, I'm going to make fun of his frog throat. I know it's like a neurological thing, but whatever. We can still make fun of. Potential political candidates, right? Um, He's saying all the right things. He's calling out Dr. Fauci and all this other shit. Once again, let's ask the question, why am I seeing this? Is it because this is something I should give my attention and focus to? Is this guy going to solve our problems? Did I have to dig for this at all? How about, I knew this guy was, I knew Kennedy. I was not going to give one ounce of my time to that guy. You know why? really even had nothing to do with him. It was how the media actually d- actually was uh, was dealing with him. I could see it right away. He, he wrote a book back in, you know, during, during the cold COVID thing called The Real Anthony Fauci. Terrible cover, by the way. It looks like, who who's doing your graphic design? Jesus Christ. Anyway, it was like, <laughs> you might as well use Impact Bold next time. So The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and Bill, Big Pharma, and the global war on democracy and public health. Guess what, dude? Number one, This is not a democracy. You're running for public office and you don't know that the Constitution says that we're supposed to be a republic and that all the states are supposed to have republican forms of government and you're running for public office. You're an idiot. You're a fraud. Not only that, he released this book during the whole COVID thing. Now, he wasn't exposing the virology. He wasn't, like, you know, calling out virology or anything like that. He was you know he was basically saying there was a lab leak and all this other shit, right? And when this book was out, right, the people were against it. The media came out and then talked about how the media was against it, right? And so he was on Fox News and Megyn Kelly and CNN, right? A book was also released around sort of the same time frame. And that was by Dr. Thomas Cowan and Sally Fallon Morrill. And it was called The Contagion Myth. And that book was banned from Amazon without even seeing a review copy of it because that book said, oh, this, you know, this was the claim. This was the crazy claim of that book, <laughs> that virology's bullshit. One of them claimed it's true and that we got to get Bill Gates and Fauci and the big pharma and the globe and the democracy. And that one, and then so that one you heard about and that was on the news and that was, you know, he was on, you know, uh, uh, controversial vaccines, Trump, you know, he was on three years ago talking about this stuff. You heard, he was in your purview, right? How about, how about that contagion myth book? Completely buried. In other words, one of these things is a cult. The other is not. One of these things is true. The other, or at least, leading towards truth. The other is a distraction and total bullshit. Once again, use the Javier Occult Constant. Which one did you have to dig for? Here's RFK. Would you ban uh, so-called assault weapons? Well, oh, I'm not going to take away anybody's guns. Hey, if do. If... If there was a consensus where Republicans and Democrats voted a majority to do that, I would sign the bill. Uh, Enough said. That's all I need to know about you, you piece of shit. I'm not gonna take your guns, but if a bunch of disgusting pig fuck politicians, they got together and put some stuff on a piece of paper and signed it, I would order the military to come and take your guns. I'm not gonna do it. You, this guy that everybody's like, he's going to fix things. The next president kind of shit doesn't even understand that this is a Republic. Thinks it's a democracy. And not only that doesn't understand the second right, doesn't even understand that those rights, at least how it's, how it's understood in law have been given to us by the almighty. That's how it's written in the declaration of independence. I didn't give a shit about your rights isn't doesn't even know it's a republic is do, isn't going to expose is he going to expose the flat earth is he going to get in and uproot nasa stop if if we give our attention to shit like this we're going to forever be off the course we're, we're forever going to be lost and we're not going to find that way the way the truth and life this is why we say we're not political at all. This church is not political. We don't talk, I mean, I'm not saying we don't deal with politics or gender or race or anything like that. That's not a concern. We go to the trunk of that tree, we go to the seed, and we recognize first and foremost who we are, what we're doing here, where we come from, and who's actually the authority. And then we don't give our time to a bunch of idols and icons that are flashed in front of us, who are literal actors. That's not a... that's not... (laughs) That's just true. That guy was an actor. That guy's an actor. Watch this. Watch these guys. Watch these guys. Did you hear? Did you hear what Trump did? He's constantly dangling the carrot. All of this is. I said this. Politics is downstream from... uh, Andrew Breitbart said this. Politics is downstream from culture. But I said, politics may be downstream from culture... But everything is downstream from God. And when we talk about that fractal that we talk about, literally, mathematically metaphoric, Do you know why you should not give your attention? And all of these politicians that are presented to you, and all these figureheads and these characters and this sort of stuff—they're never. They'll once again in that tree. They'll point oh here they're gonna mention this, and they'll hot topic button issue here, and they'll they'll say some good things here and say some good things here, but they'll never get to the core. You can I could go to a bar up in northern Wisconsin, and this first one on the list here, you could hear just you know random people say, yeah, we need to arrest everybody in the government. They're all fucking corrupt. Yeah, Do you know how many American citizens absolutely believe that to be true and you know, people around the world about their governments, look, we need a whole audit. We need to arrest everybody. We need to just pump the brakes. It's corrupt through and through is any of the people, the politicians that are, you know, presented, are they ever saying this? Are any of the politicians saying anything like this? Like, we need to arrest everyone. We're going to seize all the people's bank accounts that have uh, been domestic terrorists and things like that. And we're going to find all their associates. And then we're going to take that money and put all of them in jail or hang them in the public square, probably the latter. And then we're going to take all their money and then we're going to redistribute it to all the people in, in, in the country, because there's a ton of corruption that's going on and we need to find all of them. Let's bring all the vets home and uh, say, Secure our borders. Let's throw out all the uh, illegals, or give them some sort of path towards citizenship, actual citizenship. Let's reinstate the gold standard. Hey, we. You know what? As a politician, you know what I'm going to do. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, if the Democrats and Republicans came together to report, they, I'd end the CIA or the end the FBI. I'm going to, I'm going to end the IRS. That's what the. When is the last time you heard a politician actually say that? Do you know how many people want this to be true? Why are we accepting half-assed? Why are we accepting 20% when we want the whole kit and caboodle? No politician saying we need to end the property tax. We should end all the licensing, like hunters' license and things like that. That's all ridiculous. You know, reinstate the Constitution. We need to end qualified immunity and basically take most of the cops off the street as well. And then and then actually re-educate the ones that are there because most of them have no idea about the fucking Constitution. They're actually more often than not actually taking away our rights. But that's the whole thing. 18 and older. What politician is saying this, if you're 18 or older, we encourage you to open carry because, you know, it's going to be really hard for a gunman to go into a school when, I don't know, everybody's fucking carrying or whatever, right? That sort of thing, right? Well, weekly broadcasted open questions. We're going to have an open forum. I want to to talk to you guys directly. What politician is saying that? Why would we accept anybody that's not saying any of these things? What are we accepting? A half-assed version of our reality, a half-assed version of the truth. We need to put public hangings for all the domestic terrorists. We need to erase all the unnecessary laws cuz there's just tons of them. We should really go through all Hollywood and media and arrest everybody. First we could start with that black book, the Epstein black book, and then we could get Clinton and Trump and probably Obama and Biden or at least those two, right? And then we could find all of their associates and arrest everybody. Show me a politician that says that and then I'll give him his, then I'll give him his you know attention. Otherwise, what is it? If they're not saying this shit, what are they doing? I think you get the point. We all, I think we recognize the government is organized crime. So, so every polit, listen, listen, every politician that is being presented to you, none of them are saying this. Why? Because every person that's that you're all they're not you, but lots of people are like, oh maybe I'll pay attention to MAGA got here. DeSantis is gonna save everything. What about Abbott or friggin' old Kennedy or whatever? None of them are actually saying this. You know why? Because they're part of the organized crime. This is what Albert Pike said at the start of the Civil War in eighteen sixty one, is that what it was? This is what Albert Pike, once again, do do some discernment on this guy. You'll find out that most of the truth seekers, yeah, that guy's a Satanist. The sober, this is what he wrote to the citizens of Arkansas before the Civil War. This is what Albert Pike, that 33rd degree Freemason, said. The sober truth is that a revolution of some kind had become an in, as indispensable as thunderstorms are to purify the stagnant atmosphere. The body politic in the United States had become sick, almost unto death self had become everything and the country became nothing corruption and the prostitution of public office and place to private profit had become so almost so almost universal and so little disgraceful that without a great change it was not possible for the republic to endure not the not the democracy the government had become a great market house in which everything was bought and sold it was said, it was well said, a year or two since in the Senate that our government was the most corrupt government on the face of the earth. 1860, 1861, something like that. Show me a politician that says that then then he'll get my ear. But not just says that actually goes through with it. Because Trump said some of this shit too, right? And he was like, oh, we're going gonna... yeah, if to... We, if, we, if I was president, Hillary Clinton would be in prison. Really? Well, if I was president, we're going to find out who took down those towers. I mean, all three of them? <clears throat> who were some of the politicians that have actually come up that started saying this shit? Well, you didn't hear of them. They were completely buried. They certainly weren't presented to you like RFK Jr., Amon Bundy, Amon Bundy, who has had some uh, issues with the federal government, rightfully so. Amin Bundy, an actual patriot, uh, ran for governor, and you didn't, chances are you didn't hear about it at all. And, and then they call him an anti-government extremist. So once again, they trashed him, but it wasn't like a Trump, like we're like, we're going to trash on Trump, and then you're going to hear about it on Every news source and in every media and every freaking independent, you know, cha- independent, quote unquote, channel like Tyler Brian Cohen right on YouTube, <laughs> Cohen, uh, you're going to hear about it all day long. So we're going to trash Trump and then we're going to blast it everywhere. We're going to trash Emin Bundy, but we're barely going to talk about him. We're going to act like he doesn't exist. You're going to have to go in pretty occult, in an occult manner. You're going to have to go dig for Ammon Bundy's campaign. How about Wolfgang Helbig? Did you have to go and dig for what he had to say? I certainly did. The reason one of the reasons I made the documentary is you could barely find anything anymore. I was like I got to put this in, a, you know, a, a, a consistent, you know, a, a documentary so people could see this. Um, this is when we were in Hawaii. Once again, my, I knew my, my, I was discerning at that point, at least discerning enough to be, to not listen to people like Steven Crowder and shit like that. Like, number one, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that guy's gay. Number one, like, like, why is he wearing so many dresses? So, called that shit way early, but just so you know, beyond that, like, I knew Steven Crowder was full of shit. Pretty much, uh, not right away, but you know, t- didn't take too long. Why? Because I asked a basic question okay Steven Crowder you're having all these people on your show but you're not actually having people on your show that it would actually expose real corruption real shit that people would really go to jail for right I made a video saying hey Steven Crowder this is the <coughs> very creative uh, video title hey Steven Crowder have Wolfgang Halbig on your show Steven Crowder's would never have Wolfgang Halbig on his show why because Wolfgang, Wolfgang Helbig has nothing important to say. Oh no no no! That's not what it is at all. Because Stephen Crowder is a piece of shit. Stephen Crowder is part of the machine. Stephen Crowder is like it's the left. Stephen Crowder is a divide and conquer mechanism. Stephen Crowder's presented to you all the time. Stephen Crowder helps with the with the with the battle of left and right all the time. Want to make some people mad? Just throw some Stephen Crowder at him. Meanwhile, he's never going to actually, he's never going to make the, even though he's got the money, the infrastructure, the people to do it, he's never going to make a film and distribute it like Dear Wolfgang Revisiting Sandy Hook. So how much time are you going to give that distraction? Ask some basic questions and you'll know this piece of shit was never getting my ear. I'm not going to say never get my ear, but no longer. Crowder won't discuss Israel's occupation of the United States government because he is afraid of losing his paycheck. Change my mind. Yet again, Christian, right? Christian, right? He's Christian. He's on our side. He calls out the left. <sighs> I did find the gay version of Stephen Crowder though, and that's the one on the right. So that was a classic. That was my classic joke. Anyway, how about Chris Sky? Chris Sky go, uh, is um. He is running for mayor of Toronto, I believe is what it is. Um, Sokoshia, Chris Sky is what his name. His his <laughs> his candidacy is completely buried. It's occulted. Look at the seven candidates leading the race to be Toronto's next mayor. <sighs> Chris Sky is not even considered. He's not even. It's just like when they didn't invite. Oh shit, what's his name? Ron Paul to the you know the debates and shit like that, because. No no no. You're not We've got a machine going here and you're not part of that, so we're gonna do everything in our power to make sure that no one even hears of you. So Chris Skye has more Twitter followers than probably all of these candidates combined. Like people know Chris Skye. He was a big person that you know, all that sort of thing during the trucker convoy and stuff like that. His whole thing his whole campaign is completely buried. You didn't hear anything about it. Is a Canadian in and then of course then what do you hear on Wikipedia? He's a Canadian conspiracy theorist known for his involvement in the anti-mask, anti-lockdown, COVID nineteen denial, and anti vax movements during the COVID pa- <clears throat> Yeah. So And we'll finish this baby up here, okay? How about Raging Dissident? Once again. <clears throat> is Raging Dissident being is he is he gonna be on Jordan Peterson's show? Is Dave Rubin gonna talk to Jeremy McKenzie, leader of Diagalon? They start this, this. This is this is what's so funny. Raging Dissident shows you by his entire being that the things that you need to seek out in this world are occulted. They, the Canadian government, they. Allegedly got you know they they instated the the Emergencies Act because of the extremists of Diagelon and Jeremy Mackenzie, and then all of this happened. It was all everybody could see, and none of the news organizations interviewed Jeremy McKenzie. Not even to just like, tra- they just acted, even though they they literally shut down the country because of allegedly this dude and his network of Diagalonites, or whatever the fuck it is, and then they didn't even bother to ask him a fucking question. Use your discernment. Should I pay attention to anybody that is not being honest with that situation? No, right? And this is this is this, I mean, this is once again the perfect example of why if you want the truth of anything religious, political, money, history, you're gonna have to dig. Because they're not going to present Jeremy McKenzie and his viewpoints and his opinions to you. Turns out the reason that they're not going to present them to you is because they're getting pretty popular. Rebel News, once again, what happened recently is that Rebel News just called out Jeremy McKenzie as a Fed. Now, I didn't give Rebel News, never, I don't think I've even watched a sing- maybe a video random here or something like that or something. Never gave them the time of day. Never. I was like, that's a completely illegitimate news source. I'm not going to pay attention to them. Why? I asked basic questions. First question. Let's go to that tree. Let's go to that fractal tree and get right to that freaking root right there, man. What's your theology? What's Ezra Levant? What's your theology? Oh, okay. I know. So this is what Ezra Levant said about Raging dissident, and then refuses to have a conversation with him. Uh, the four men and coots were Diagolon followers. They took it seriously. They got the merch. They started the live-action role play. It. They regurgitated Mackenzie's war talk to undercover cops. They're in prison now, and McKenzie is far away laughing. Do you actually watch his videos? Diagolon is why these four men are in prison. Diagolon was the missing piece in the puzzle. Prosecution narrative. I knew that this guy was a scumbag. And, absolute, and not, I'm not saying this be like, I know, and you didn't, or some shit like that. No, 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 that's not what it's about. I'm trying to help people discern, ask the first question. Is this guy really on the side of Canadian politics? Is he really on the side of Canada or whatever? No, no. You know why? Because I know his God. So therefore, I know I don't have to give a shit what this guy says. This is what allows discernment. This is discernment. It allows us to say, so this is uh, Greg Wycliffe. I think I might be interviewing him pretty soon. Love, love Greg. Um, you know, he has a show called Controlled Op, episode 24. Can we trust Ezra Labont? Well, I could have told you three years ago. No, absolutely not. There's nothing that comes from this guy's mouth or any of his associates that you should be listening to at all. Even people that have associated with him because they don't have any discernment. Lauren Southern. Yeah, but did you hear they kicked out Lauren Southern? I don't give a shit. She didn't have enough discernment in the first place. And then what we? What did you, for, this, for the, all those diagonal people or whatever, people that know what happened with the raging dissident, that whole, that whole thing, during the whole trucker convoy, and then they ended up blaming the Emergencies Act and raging dissident and stuff like that. You couldn't find any of that information. Raging dissident was kicked off. He was debanked. You had to go search for it. But what were you presented with? A Jewish man named B.J. Dichter. Everywhere. Russell Brand. Why am I seeing this? Why am I seeing this? Jordan Peterson had a conversation with him. Why didn't Jordan Peterson, if Jordan Peterson's such a smart guy, and it was well known that the, that the you know, Merchandise Act was, pull, was you know, called because of diagonal. why didn't Jordan Peterson interview Raging Dissident? Why did he interview B.J. Dichter? Where's B.J. Dichter now? Scumbag. All of them. Okay. So why did I go over a bunch of those, right? Because this is the... If we do not align with that which is 100% genuine, this is the consequences of not living in truth. This is the consequences of not always turning our ear to the word. Because that's the truth that reverberates through all things. When When we... like a magnet stone, when we freaking align with that, this is what allows all of that shit, to, all the impurities to get filtered out like a good alchemist. If we do not align with that which is 100% genuine, then our world will f- forever be fake. It'll ever, it'll forever be an illusion. It will always be elusive in its meaning. We'll, al- we'll always be in conflict. We'll always be in despair. We'll always be this hopelessness. It'll always be like, maybe this guy will fix it, and then that flitters away. And then things get worse. And maybe this guy will fix it. And then that flitters away. And then it's like, oh, maybe this guy will fix it. And then that flitters away. And Christ warned us about this. You know, the, the Bible and all this you know, warns us about this, about idol worshiping, about looking out and be like, this guy will fix it, this guy will fix it, when really the, the, the answer to our conundrum, the answer to our ills and our problems lies right here. Because the word, as we know, is within us. And the reason I'm talking about this is that we are constantly, you know, and I, you know, once again, I've been, you know, I've been victim of this or whatever you want to say too, but we're constantly strung along by these narratives, constantly strung along by these people and these characters that lead us nowhere and give us nothing. Okay, and if we constantly are strung along by this path and you know this path over here and this path over here, then we are not on the the single path that leads to bringing true glory. You know, to Earth. I'm gonna end with this. We're talking, you know. So this is the the byline, if you will, of this whole of this whole long stream. Was is basically like everything in our world tries to. All of these things in our world are trying to keep us away from the inherent freedoms that God has given us. Okay. This is this is Joel Goldsmith. I read this before. I'm gonna read it again. And, and this is, once again, this is the thing, that, this is the realization, the grand realization that they certainly don't want anybody to have down here, let alone an, an, you know, an entire generation or that sort of thing. Now be assured of this. If you hold freedom to be something of a physical nature that can be given to you or taken from you, so will it be unto you in accordance with your faith. But in that moment when you realize only by the grace of God do we have freedom the actual sound of freedom, the, the word. Only by the grace of God do we have God's government, the actual laws in which that we are to follow and adhere to. And that this government is not at the mercy of some man, of man whose breath is in his nostrils. That this cannot be given to us by princes nor taken from us by kings or potentates. Only by the realization of the spiritual nature of freedom can we, can we attain it and maintain it It's the only the only way that we will find any sort of semblance of, of peace and order down here as a family as a community as a nation is that if we turn our attention away from the things that distract us from what the inherent freedoms that 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 word right that reverberates through all things freedom is not a condition Of mind or body, freedom is a condition of the soul. If we do not find our freedom in soul, we will find only limitation and bondage in our experience. Freedom cannot be given to a nation or a race of people. Freedom must first be realized in the individual being and then some measure of that freedom can be shared with those who are in need of it. The freedom comes when we recognize then we are not strung along by this person here and this narrative here and this political movement here and this and this and this. When we keep centered about our inherent truths and our inherent freedoms that God has given us, okay. When we recognize that, we recognize our own divinity. And this is, and it's unfortunate that the Christians don't want to recognize this. This is the process of theosis, this process of apotheosis, theosis. We've talked about this is essentially alchemy. This entire process is the thing that they don't want anyone really understanding. Because that is what leads us to recognize our own our own individual divinities and recognize that, oh, uh, we're gods. We're walking children of God. Psalms 82.6, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Jesus answered and said unto them, Is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. It's why we focus, this church, the reason I did this live stream is because I don't, we don't focus on any of this stuff. And this is the reason. Today, everything I showed you was the reason. Every single one of these people, every single one, everything that they're presenting to you is a distraction. None of these people, none of their media are getting to the core of any of these issues. They're not helping you understand how close God is to you, how God inherently gives you freedom. And how powerful the human being is once he realizes that. Look what Jesus did. We're still talking about him today. Freedom is within. Freedom in English gematria using a sevenfold system is six five 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 five, five uh, four two one six five 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 four two one equals twenty eight. Freedom. So. True freedom, the sound of freedom that reverberates through your very fingertips. That uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14, 2 is 28. That's here, always has been here, and all God wants us to do is wake up to it. The Hermeticists knew it too. Do you know how you get 28? We've talked about this before. You know how you get 28? At least count the letters of freedom F R E E D O M. It's seven letters. And if you add 1 through 7, you get 28. You get 28. You add what? Basic math. And you know what that basic math does? It's a truth beyond truth. It's a universal truth that's put right in front of people. And you know what that does when we understand these things, when we understand the word and the logos? Do you know how we get pi in English gematria? The number 7. The word. You know what happens when we understand that? doors of the temple fly open the principles of truth are seven and he who knows these understandingly possesses the magic key before whose touch all the doors of the temple fly open the distractors of this world the andrew tates and the ben shapiro's and the jordan peterson's and the sound of freedom Everything that they're doing is to make sure that those temple doors stay fucking shut. Well, turn off the sound of freedom and turn on, tune into the actual sound of freedom. And stop wasting your time with a bunch of nonsense that leads you nowhere. Because you know where you want to go. You want to go to heaven. And if you want to go to heaven, you got to be a good part. And I want to thank you all for joining me today. I hope you all enjoyed this. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do next week. I think um, we might get back into Matthew. I might do the Ojibwe thing. There's a few other ones that I want to talk about, so we'll see. But um, if you'd like to become a good bird, you can become a good bird at SubscribeStar. You can become a Phoenix bird, an Aquila bird, a Cygnus bird. Or you can become Tom of the Pinkmouth Bird. He's a good bird. So thank you, everybody, that would uh, that does support the fine work that we do here. Venmo, buy me a coffee, cash app. You can become, once again, a good bird and subscribe star. Uh, N2550, Southview Court, Monroe, Wisconsin, 53566. If you'd like to send any letters, uh, donations, anything like that, that will be. We are changing that to Missouri very soon. But um, for right now, that's where we are. Uh, content safe. Thank you so much, content safe. You guys are killing it. Get me on Odyssey, Rumble, Shoot, all that sort of stuff. We're also on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac app. Get the app, find your friends, Shit's flat and stationary as we talk about the Sunday sermons around there, and it's awesome. We're also doing the gathering in just a few weeks. It's going to be really cool. Um, Barry Lando, Kelly Brogan, uh, Alim McCusick, Amanda Volmer, Alex Zach, Melissa Sell, uh, Polly Pratt, Sophie, and uh, Mike Winter. There's a bunch of people there. Um, I say Zuby's going to be there, Headflux, five times August. Bunch of you know, a bunch of musicians and stuff. going to be cool. Uh, Flatoberfest, October 21st and 22nd in Las Vegas. And, of course, we have the church store. So thank you. Um, but I'm going to say just a few thank yous before we get out of here. And um, that is Eugene Jacques, Lawrence J. Latempio. Thank you so much. I am. Thank you so much. Dan Grassi, Love you, girl. Shan Love you, girl. Jared Poole. You're the man. Thank you so much, Mr. Poole. God bless you. Thank you so much. Lisa Crawford. Thank you so much. Mr. John, Mr. Truth Seeker. Vina, God bless you, son. I love you, brother. Gavin, Brian Hager, thank you so much. Uh, Teague Mackin, thank you. Gen X-rated. Carrie Musgrave, thank you for the 20 bucks the other night. Whiskey, God bless you. We love you, Whiskey. Michael Shucknick, and all the good birds, okay? So that's going to do it. All right, thank you all so much for today's sermon. I hope you enjoyed it. We will see you um, Sunday. We're going to be traveling again down to Missouri to work on a place, so I don't know if we'll be do- doing Tuesdays with Marty. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that's going to do it for me today. So may you always keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. May his grace be with you all. Amen. Okay, that's going to do it for me. I will see you guys on the flip side. Thank you all for joining me today. Really appreciate it. We love you all very, very much, okay? All right, we'll see you very soon. Be well, be good to each other, and have a wonderful day. Okay, that's going to do it. As always, many blessings and much love to all.